0: This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Swan Song Financial Show. This is Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors, and we're thrilled to be able to be part of your day here today as we kick off 2021. Um, If you ever want to reach out and contact us, again, our phone number is 574-968-SWAN. S-W-A-N stands for Sleep Well at Night. That's uh, 574-968-7926. And you know, Michael, they can also contact us on our website golden years hyphen advisors.com uh, a lot of information out there in the marketplace we've done some podcasts uh, some uh, good information in the past so if you want to jump on spotify or google play um, feel free to do that apple podcast too and there's some good information from the background but today we're kicking off 2021 happy new year michael happy
2: new year you know it's uh I'm kind of glad that 2020 is in the past, but uh, 2021 has been pretty interesting so far. Um, Let's not get too into anything like that, but, you know, it's a new year, new resolutions. You know, normally at this point in time, I'd be seeing tons of people in the gym and, you know, not be able to get on a machine. That's really not the case this year, but people still have the New Year's resolution of losing a few pounds, getting a little bit stronger. You know, this is the time of year where everyone's all hyped and excited for those New Year's resolutions.
1: You bet. Everybody likes to make a nice turnaround there at 2021. And uh, I know that's 2020 uh, 2020s in the rearview mirror, but a lot of lessons to be learned out of 2020. So over some of these shows that are coming up, we're going to talk about some of those lessons. Uh, but today we're going to sort of uh, talk about that sparking the turnaround, some of those resolutions and we're going to relate that to finances. How you, that makes sense to us. Hey, it makes sense to me. I'd I'd say that
2: 2020 definitely uh, sparked that idea in people's minds that, you know, finances you really have to focus on. A lot of people freaked out with the market drop this last year. Yeah, this last year, not this year, this last year. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it really taught a lot of people about budgeting. A lot of people lost jobs. A lot of businesses got hurt. So I think a financial New Year's resolution's very fitting, especially
1: this year. Yeah, so let's we're gonna start off this year here with some uh some basics, if you may. Sort of the, the plus some planning basics. And actually there was an article in Uh, CNBC article uh, was called 10 Financial New Year's Resolutions to Set Now and Achieve in 2021. That's a big title, but uh, has 10 different financial resolutions for 2021. And honestly, it had some very good insight. We're just going to hit on a couple of those items today. Again, want to get people start thinking about uh, the 2021 resolutions, maybe some things you wanted to do last year, regarding finances, but didn't quite get there. So uh, hopefully we can help you guys get there this year. And uh, interesting enough on that article, 49% of the people said they wanted to save more money. 33% said they wanted to improve their credit score and 31% noted that they wanted to create a personal budget. So I think those three things, uh, Mike, let's focus in on those three things because they're extremely important. And I love the idea that you know nearly 50% of the people out there said that uh, we ought to be saving more money.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I'm actually surprised it wasn't more than 49%. Most people usually say they would rather have more money than less money. I don't know <laughs> if the other 51% just wanted to spend more or what, but uh, saving more <laughs> money is always important always a very big aspect of planning and finances in general so let's go ahead and start with that um saving more money certainly does take more personal discipline but there's a lot of good tools out there right now that can make it a little bit easier and you know you can always think about boosting the amount that you're putting into your 401k or make automatic transfers to high yield savings account and you know I think it's important to identify ways to eliminate unnecessary spending.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And we're probably going to touch on that a little bit in the budget area, that uh, that word that nobody really wants to hear. But let's make it a, a fun budget and help you capture some cash flow. But I agree with you. In, uh, boosting contributions to a 401k is a great way to save long-term money. All right, but let's get clear on that, Though long-term money. That money is saved for retirement. And what we have seen over the years, and sometimes there's incentives through tax laws, is as you're saving these monies in a 401k, all of a sudden, because life happens now. You can pull out, you know, with the CARES Act and these kind of things you could pull out of those 401ks, which is necessary, of course, at times for life. But just make sure when you're pulling out, you understand that you're taking away from retirement income. Uh, so, yes, putting more money into a 401k, I think it's fantastic. Again, that's retirement money. Uh, Michael, I think one of the bigger things that people could save into would be cash reserves. Uh, what do you feel an adequate cash reserve should be, Michael? Yeah, good question. So, an emergency fund is
2: extraordinarily important to have. It's those rainy day funds. Rainy day funds don't just mean that it's rainy and you want to watch some more Netflix <laughs> or, you know, like get a pizza. Rainy day funds are, you know, those situations that would make you want to pull money out of your 401k early and take that penalty. Rainy day funds are, oh man, we're in a car accident. I can't work for the next X amount of months, something along those lines. And what you want to have built up into your emergency account, your savings account that's cash flush, would be anywhere from three to six months of all your fixed expenses. And of course, throw some variable expenses in there as well. But three on the low end, six on the higher end. And I mean, honestly, if you have more than six months, you need to get that money working for you in a different style of an account. But three to six months is what you want to have saved up and built up to create some peace of mind.
1: Right. And sometimes that just starts with, 25 bucks a month or $50 a month or finding ways that you, uh, maybe or $8 a day, $8 a day. Yeah. There's some great ideas out there and it's just the discipline. You said that earlier, the discipline to do that. Cause what's happened a lot of times, Michael is people don't have adequate reserves, uh, and life happens, you know, uh, water heaters go out, whatever it happens, to be. life happens. And the next thing, you know, they're pulling a credit card out of their pocket and ending up in some credit card debt. We're going to talk about that a little bit uh, when it comes to credit cards. Um, so, just making sure you're not using your cash re- or your credit cards as a cash reserve is a big thing.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, kind of to the second point of one of the polls that we just mentioned is 33% of the individuals that were polled wanted to improve their credit score. So, what right. does Credit cards have to do with saving, then?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, credit cards uh, can be a good thing. You, you, most people have to have them in today's society. Um, there are really nice, some really nice benefits to certain credit cards out there. If you have the discipline again to utilize a credit card appropriately, uh, there are some savings items out there that you could uh, cash back on using purchases, uh, travel credits. Uh, There's a lot of different cards out there that you can find out what one best fits your need that can actually enhance uh, overall savings if you have discipline. And I think that's the big point, Michael. Absolutely. I completely agree. Discipline
2: is the key when it comes to credit cards. You don't want to build up a ton of debt, but almost every single person has a credit card. It's, It's highly uncommon to see someone that doesn't have a credit card nowadays. You see it. I mean, we see it here and there, but almost everyone seems to have two Some three, four, five, six. And, you know, that number really just depends on the individual and what their discipline is. But if you can get a benefit from utilizing a card like that, you definitely want to be smart about the credit card you're getting and utilize that benefit.
1: Right. Right. And you know what? You rolled into something else here. We're going to talk about a little credit card debt coming up, but you rolled into something else. There is um Credit scores and how people want to increase their credit scores. Now, I was, I'm going to say this right now if you got six credit cards out there, uh, that does not enhance credit scores typically because it looks like you're either have applied for too much debt, you're on uncontrollable spending. You just got to watch these credit scores. You know, if I would just simply say this if you've got a credit score below 700, the, the focus for 2021, outside of getting cash reserves in, how do you increase your credit score? Because that determines a lot of things in life, right, Michael?
2: It definitely does. It uh, You will end up saving a lot more money in the X amount of years if you just have above a 700. I mean, interest rates, loan rates, everything. You will end up saving a lot of money by having above a 700 if you are currently below.
1: Right. And there's some simple things to do to get that credit score up. Number one, do not miss any payments. There's this crazy thing out
2: that's called automatic payments. I yeah. highly recommend people consider doing that because if you miss a payment, that's a big ding.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And you shouldn't be missing any payments. Now, this might sound a little harsh, if you will, but you know what? If you're the one that went into the debt on the credit card, then you have a payment to make. You should, have the, you should be making that payment. All right. Absolutely. And so when you miss it, it's a beast. I mean, when you look at your credit score, uh, your credit score, the, one of the biggest parts of it is making sure you're making payments on time. Even if you have a month where you have to make a minimum, and we're not big fans of that, uh, but even if you have a month like that, just make that credit, make make that payment on time. Again, do not accumulate too many credit cards out there. Make them on time. Uh, you know, one other one other thing you do a little bit saving money if you've got discipline, uh, I think this article ended up pointing out, Michael, that um the average credit card debt out there right now is like $6200 jeez louise $6200 that's a, you know and what you know what that what's happening there is a lot of people are paying you know you've seen what 21 25 28% on these credit cards even at $6200 guys and gals run the math now if you have discipline now we understand there's credit card debt out there but if you have discipline there are some ways like transfer offers there's a lot of cards out there that may have a transfer offer. Where you can get 0% for 21 months or something like that. I would personally say, and we would say it here in our practice, only do this if you have discipline. So you roll $6,200 off of a credit card over to a 0% for 21 months, set up a payment schedule where you're paying that off over that 21 months and do not go back into credit card debt. Absolutely, can't,
2: can't emphasize that enough. And then one one quick thing I wanted to kind of bring up uh, with credit cards again. We're not saying credit cards are bad. Discipline is important mm-hmm. with credit cards. And when we're talking about well, shop around a little bit for a credit card. Figure out what works best for you to get the best bang for your buck. I mean, with everything that's been going on with COVID, some of the credit cards offers and like introductory bonuses are huge right now. Right. So again shop around, take a look. I'm not saying open 15 accounts because that's going to be a huge <laughs> no. ding on your on your uh, credit report, but you know, they're they can be useful
1: tools. Exactly. Exactly. And that all comes into this like third point and that has to do with discipline of budgeting, all right? And being able to capture your cash flow. One of my favorite phrases, capture your cash flow. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with being able to budget. Now, I'm a spender, Michael. Uh, That's what I am. I know. (laughs) And uh, budgeting was just something that was never any fun for me. All right. Uh, Until I could actually see the benefit of it. And I had to have, a. it couldn't be like a tight handcuff to me. Um, I like to do things I don't want to have to account for, maybe 50 bucks a month, okay, or something like that. And that helped me in my budget quite well. Or 2,000. <laughs> yeah, well, not that much, but, um, uh, you know, it's just sometimes you want to stop at a lemonade stand and, and, and buy a nice glass of lemonade and not have to account for it in a budget. That's too restrictive. So when I got to the point where I had some extra cash in my pocket that I could do with that without having to put it on a balance sheet, that was was fantastic. Uh, But however, figuring out here's the budgetable expenses starting with your fixed uh, fixed items, all right? Uh, Starting with those items and then putting in there some of those variable items like you talked about uh, earlier, it really gives you a good clear picture And budgeting is great, but tracking, Michael, is the key. Tracking
2: is important. And, you know, those fixed costs, definitely want to mark those first. Your rent, your mortgage, your cell phone bill, your Internet costs, groceries, gas, so on and so forth. Variable costs, I would say, are more luxury expenses. Things that you don't always have every single month, um, you know, clothing, so on and so forth. But once you have down that fixed expense idea, that number, it gives you a better idea of how much you can spend on those variable expenses, those luxury, fun items to spend money on, vacations, so on and so forth. But yeah, tracking yep. is extremely important. Right, is extremely important. I can't emphasize that enough. Not everyone likes a budget, as you just mentioned, but at least knowing how much money you're spending and where you're spending those funds on is incredibly important. Some people like budgets. I like some budgets, but you know, I'm starting to get to the point where I like to track better just because I know I can keep it within a certain range. And right. there are a lot of tracking tools out there. There are a lot of budget tools out there. I mean, I've done it where I've written it down. I've done it on an Excel sheet. Um, uh, Mint is one of my favorite tools. You get an app you can download it, and it just tracks everything you're spending money on and it gives you a little at the end of the month, hey you spent way more money at the restaurants and bars this month rather than another month Or saying, Hey, you spent way too much money on video games. It gives you an idea and a good breakdown. Tracking is important.
1: You bet. And it all comes right back to those main points you get into a nice habit. It doesn't have to be super restrictive, but what you're going to find out is now if you're doing some budgeting, you're trying to find some of those loopholes, you're trying to uh, say, Hey, I've just captured some of my cash flow." Okay. What that's going to do, it's going to help reduce debt, which is going to increase your credit score. It's also going to be help uh, help you save. You know. The, then again, those are the goals. So the whole idea of that budgeting doesn't have to be uh, uh, too cumbersome. It's it's actually very re- rewarding to do that. And speaking of rewarding, uh, this is going to be a fun one. Let's uh, let's go ahead uh, and sort of end up today. Uh, another article that came out and it uh, sort of made me laugh and chuckle a little bit here. Michael it says, "But if retirement planning sounds Greek to you, you are right on track." <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go a little uh, philosophy 101. So on that article, Michael, uh, what's the premises of that?
2: So the basic premise of this article is it really breaks down different aspects of retirement planning into three different areas. And, one of, and this is kind of what Aristotle was really famous for pathos, logos and ethos. And I'll explain that a little bit. But, you know, that's one of the things that he good because I'm sort of lost already. There you (laughs) go. No. (laughs) but Yeah. It breaks down a strong retirement plan into those three different distinct areas and pretty much saying like, hey, well, Aristotle was a genius when it came to this. And, you know, even though we didn't have all the tools for retirement planning like we did, like uh, back then, like we do now, it still
1: is solid principles. Principles do matter, no doubt about that. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, You said there's three different areas, Michael. Uh, I want you to jump into them a little bit here and uh, give us a little uh, Aristotle education.
2: Awesome. Get ready for your philosophy class. We're going to go ahead and start with ethos. Ethos simply just means character. That's what ethos is, is character. When it comes to building your retirement strategy, you need to have absolute faith that your plan is credible. And for Aristotle, The article explains that the purpose of ethos was to inspire trust in the audience he was addressing. So when it comes to ethos and your financial services professional, let's focus on four words that relate to this. Trust, competence,
1: empathy and commitment. Yeah, excellent. And so that is the ethos. That's where it starts. And what you're saying is having that basis of foundation that you have somebody that you trust, somebody that is competent somebody that has empathy for your goals and somebody that, uh, is like, again, all, all as an all overall has a commitment to what you want to ac- accomplish yourself. Having a partner like that financially is incredibly important.
2: Absolutely. I completely agree. And you know, there's a lot of do it yourselfers out there, mm-hmm. but it's always important to work with someone that you trust and you're comfortable with. I mean, most people for their jobs work with an entire company of other people in order to accomplish their goals. Retirement's going to last your lifetime. Finances last forever. Why
1: not have a team on your
2: side like you do in almost every other aspect of your life?
1: Right. And Even at this practice here, um, we actually have a lot of strategic partners uh, across this country that we rely on ourselves uh, as a third-party verification, informational sources. So having strategic partners, not only the individual having a very well-adverse financial advisor, is having a financial advisory firm like ourselves, who is also tied in strategically across this country.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And you want somebody that you can relate with, somebody that's empathetic for your personal situation. And honestly, I wanna hit on that one of those last of the four that I mentioned, a commitment. Commitment mm-hmm. is very important. And I, I mean, like it's a personal challenge in my opinion. Commitment has to come from yourself and your commitment to follow a plan that you trust and is credible so commitment is one of the most important one important aspects of that ethos
1: right especially thing. in especially in challenging years michael like we just came off of you know when markets take off and knowing that you have a plan and you're committed to that plan is not making a quick decision to uh, throw throw it out people that stayed with it last year did very well very very well so tell us about pathos yeah so i i kind of like this one
2: so pathos can mean both experience and suffering. Um, So I I like how this is set up and how the article mentioned it, Um, but pretty much Aristotle would use this technique to make an emotional connection with his audience and to build their passion. And as pathos relates to your retirement strategy, you should kind of think of it in four different words, persona, passion, purpose, and path. So all the P's on this one. All right. And uh, honestly, I just think that Experience and suffering. I just love the way that that kind of sounds because it's important to have a little bit of both of those. I mean, we've talked about like budgeting before. It's while you never want to make a mistake when you do make a mistake or you do go in debt, that's a little bit of suffering. And it's good to kind of be able to remember what that sentiment was in order to get that passion, that purpose put back into you. It's important to remember. I'm not saying do it again, but it's important to kind of remember that sentiment.
1: So your pathos in this scenario is gives you the passion to continue to commit. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more than with with what you just had to say right there.
2: Fantastic. Third word is logos. So logos. Um, I really like this word. So it pretty much means logic or reason. Um, so Aristotle took these ideas and, and used them to have conversations. So for retirement strategy purposes, this is where you'd apply your own logic and your own intelligence for your retirement strategy.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's excellent. So when you bring them all together, Michael, if we were to conclude on this lesson uh, from Aristotle, when you brought in all the words together, what would be your reflection of all those words together in a retirement planning or just a financial planning strategy?
2: It's that they all need to be together. There has to be good balance. I mean, and, and logos pretty much the way you could describe that as expectation, balance, reason, and advice. So when you put all these together, they're just different aspects of life, different aspects of how you should, honestly live, you can use these words for almost everything, but when it comes to retirement planning specifically, you need to have a good balance of all these. You need a good fundamental trust commitment. You need strong building blocks. You need to know that you are able to do it and be fired up in order to, you know, make that credit score above 700, uh, to finally track what your expenses are. Um, and you have to be able to balance that with the rest of life, because at the same time, you don't want your budget to be so restrictive that you can't have fun. Right. But, you know, sometimes you do have to suffer a little bit in order to, you know, get that budget really tight if it's to accomplish the exact goals that you're looking for for that retirement strategy. So, again, it's balance. It's a lot of trust. It's the building blocks. And it's it's kind of a philosophical way to consider retirement planning as a way to live life, because Honestly, I mean, retirement is life and that's a lot of your life.
1: That's really true. And so I guess the reason we're going through all this and hopefully you followed and tracked us is what happens to most New Year's resolutions? They come and they go, they come and they go. And you may have had this goal last year to I'm gonna save more money, I'm gonna get out of debt, I'm gonna do these particular things. But once you apply these principles that we just finished up with here, the passion, the commitment, utilizing trusted advisors, these things can finally help a person accomplish what those financial goals are. So next year you're not starting back at zero or minus zero, you're starting plus. So again, those things that we talked about there, Michael, and thank you for explaining those. Um, for Aristotle's pretty smart dude. So um, I mean, you could just say I'm smart, but it's okay, alright. We could do that too. <laughs> but I guess it just brings it all together. Those are the, that's the passion, commitment, those kind of things, and the vision that you need to be able to accomplish this. Try not to do it on your own. Give us a call here, Golden Years Financial Advisors. Uh, you can hit us up on our website uh, goldenyears-advisors.com or give us a phone call at 574-968-7926 we love to help you we love to be that trusted uh, competent partner to help you get through what your commitments are so again thank you for joining us with our show today we're looking forward to a couple different series this year we'd love to have your input again this is Kevin Anthony and I'm Michael Anthony you have a wonderful day and we'll talk again thanks bye now.
0: Thank you for listening to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at Golden Years-Advisors. Com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc., and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.